Much like I have done for soccer and for football, this one is about basketball and how to understand it better. Tune in and let's dive deep into basketball. My sponsor for today is Natalie Williams, and she is a big basketball fan, so it is a good thing that we included her. Her new company is called Natalie Williams Writes. Natalie helps people who want to write, but either are afraid to take that leap or just don't know enough about how to go about doing it. She can take your stuff and make it more professional. So in my instance, when I was writing my book, I used her to help me create a manuscript after I gave her about 100 pages of what was basically nothing more than chicken scratch. But she also has a much more unique pulse on more modern ideas like technical writing, social media content design, newsletters, and direct mailer design. So aside from doing copy editing, she has got a lot more for you. It's not enough to just lay out a social media post for your business and think it's going to catch fire. You need to have a professional help you. So take a look at Natalie Williams Writes on her Instagram and find out what you can do to help your business and your design get to the next level. This is a basketball cheat sheet. My kids play basketball, a lot of it. My wife is a coach and I even get to run the show from time to time. Recently, I was asked to write a little cheat sheet for some of the parents who are new to the game. They have kids who are brand new into basketball and they're in catch-up mode compared to some of us that grew up with the game and understand basketball a little differently. As a coach in many sports, I've found it extremely helpful when the parents understand the game. It speeds up the learning curve for the kids as well as makes the game much more enjoyable to watch. Much like when I wrote the soccer cheat sheet for parents, the one thing I find even as frustrating as a kid not understanding is when parents in the stands really don't understand what's going on. Good job, Junior, as they whisper to their friend, what just happened? Basketball is probably my favorite sport to watch. This is probably kind of weird because it wasn't one of my main sports through high school. I did every sport you can think of, but some sports just overlap, and I was a wrestler. These sports were at the same time. That didn't change my love for the game, however. I think probably because I didn't play the game, I might be the perfect person to write your cheat sheet, as I'll keep it basic, which is what you just need. First, one of the greatest sports on the planet for a few different reasons. All you need is a ball and a hoop. Because a sport was invented in the US, you can find basketball courts nearly anywhere throughout the country. They are at parks, playgrounds, people's driveways, courtyards, and even hanging on barns out in the countryside. You can play this game and have fun at any age. Number two, and maybe my favorite idea, is you can watch your kids develop in super speed. What makes hoops so fantastic is the fact that I get to see my kids develop at such a high level. I don't think there's any other sport where you see mistakes being fixed and changes in strategy being adopted in real time. Because of the sheer number of attempts up and down the court, as long as your kids are paying attention to the coaching, your athlete can improve his or her game from one time up the court to the second. As a coach, I love this. I care about a young athlete's development much more than I care about wins and losses. If I see an athlete out of position and doing something wrong, and during the course of one timeout, or even just yelling instructions while the athlete's running down the court, and I see them fix that mistake and improve their game in a matter of seconds, that's a highlight of coaching. And it happens in basketball faster than any other sport. 
In football, it really takes you getting done with the entire game and sitting down and watching game film. And that might not even happen until their upper level of high school or college. In wrestling, a lot of times if you made a mistake, you were on your back and staring at the ceiling lights. In basketball, it happens right then. A coach yells something out, the kid can make a change. It is fantastic to watch. Number three, it's mentally as well as physically tough, and therefore, it's rewarding. This game isn't perfect. Your kid is going to miss a game winner. She will miss a free throw or possibly even miss the entire backboard on a shot. A pass will go off her nose, and the ball will dribble off her foot into the stands. But they're also going to make a shot when it really counts. You will witness your kid's confidence swell and explode when they get something right. They're going to block a shot. They're going to make a steal at a critical time. They will be part of a team that makes an amazing comeback and wins in the last seconds with tears of joy pouring out. Oftentimes, many of these emotions and growth factors will happen in the same weekend. It's such a great learning tool and a microcosm for life. It's fun. It's heartbreaking. It's inspiring. It's motivating. It's life. It's life as a game. All the ups and downs, the roller coasters, the emotions and learning. It's growing teamwork, individuality, resilience, and fun. Sports are such a true reflection as well as a practice for life, and I love it. Okay, you know my angle. So let's get these ideas for our backdrop for your own basic cheat sheet. The cheat sheet. Basketball has two teams. There are five players on each team, and they're going in opposite directions. Your team is trying to score while at the same time stopping the opposition from returning the favor. It's one of the easiest sports to understand ever built because the team with the most points at the end of the game wins. That's basically it. Okay, there's more to it, but that's the basic idea. Points are scored by putting the ball through the hoop. There's a couple different ways to score, but typically a basket that goes in the hoop is worth two points. There's a large arc in an outside area of the basket, and the shots behind this arc well, those are worth three points. Three-pointers are a really cool thing for kids, so you'll see even the youngest players, as they get into the game, try them. But understand, even at the pro level, the two-pointers, especially easy baskets on the edge called layups, are what scores most of the points in the game. At all levels, when your kid gets the layup ideas down, they're going to score much more often. A really basic coaching strategy that never stops, even at the highest levels, is find the way to get more layups. Passes, mismatches, drives, screens, fakes, get more layups. And there is a third way to score, and that's called free throws. These are shots that you see with no pressure. The kids stand on each side, and they let a player shoot uncontested. Free throws happen when a player was fouled in the act of shooting, and also after the team has reached a certain number of fouls. If the team commits seven fouls and a half, the other team is awarded a bonus. Now they get to shoot a free throw each and every time they're fouled. And speaking of fouls, let's stay with this for a second. Kids new to the game often think that these are worse than they really are. Fouls aren't by themselves a bad thing. They happen. Each player is even allotted five fouls to use up. Five fouls through though, and you're done for the game. So don't get mad if your kid gets a couple of fouls. Sometimes a foul is even appropriate, and you'll hear a coach say, that was a good foul. Some of these are kind of wimpy. Basketball's got a little bit of this. Slapping an opponent's hand when you're trying to steal the ball, blocking if it's not done correctly and you hit them, setting a screen wrong, but they are made to keep the game moving and keep it fair. It's just the rules. 
I know sometimes the football guys are like, oh, I can't believe that's a foul. That's so wimpy. In football, we get to kill each other. It's not built like that. It's built to allow the game to keep moving. So if a foul happens on the court while someone's dribbling or passing, it's no big deal. The ref just blows a whistle to stop the game, tells the scorer to mark it down, and then inballs ball, the ball again. If the, if the foul happens when a player is shooting, she gets free throws in an attempt to make up for points she would have gotten if she would have had a clean shot. But it's just a neat part of the game that adds for time stoppage, substitutions, and it really adds drama and pressure. It's only one point, but you'll be blown away by how many times even just a few of these one-pointers count in the final score. Free throws are important. Oh, and even better, an and one. This is where your kid gets fouled while attempting to shoot and the ball still goes in. Even though it went in, your kid gets a bonus free throw for a chance to make that two points count as three points. It's a huge play and a dynamic part of what makes this game so exciting. Fouls are no biggie. What drives the coach crazy is dumb fouls. Overly aggressive, revenge, done in poor timing or critical parts of the game, and it's learning from past mistakes. When they don't do this, it's often tough teaching young players what is appropriate and what is not with basketball. It's just not a sport where you can get mad. Getting mad, pressing harder, and expecting success, it doesn't work with this. You have to be able to keep your cool and press on. So let's talk about moving the ball. In basketball, there's a lot of running direction change. This is great for your kid and for their body. But you can't just run when you have the ball, like you can in football. You have to dribble, which is bouncing the ball up and down every time you shoot. You have to keep dribbling too. Once you stop dribbling, you're stuck. You either have to pass it or shoot at this point. That's why the kids that can dribble the ball well are so much more successful, especially when they're younger. So teach that to your kid. They don't even need a hoop, just a ball and they can work on their dribbling. The ability to dribble well, especially change of direction behind the back, between the legs, that's called handles. Basketball has a cool factor to it. It's just part of the vibe. Handles is definitely cool. More on this later. Now, here's some common problems that happen in every game. If you take off running, that's called traveling. It's not a foul, but the other team gets the ball. It's a turnover. Turnovers change a game. And that's what's really cool about this is that the defensive team can do certain strategies and create more turnovers. It's a huge part of this game. And one of the things you'll see coaches, parents, and fans getting excited about. If you're dribbling down the court and stop, and then you start again, well, that's called a double dribble. The same rules apply. The other team gets a ball. It's a turnover. There are other turnover nuances such as carrying, charges, moving screens, three seconds, and not getting the ball across midcourt within 10 seconds. These are things that you will start to get more adept at noticing the more you watch and understand the game. You don't have to know all this innately. Listen, ask around, don't be afraid to learn. You'll soon pick up the game and be yelling at the ref like a champ. Speaking of that, nobody is perfect. In the little kids games, often there's only one referee for the entire court and it's just plain impossible to watch all 10 kids at once. So guys, be cool to refs. Also, in the younger kids game, there's a huge push for referees to allow for the development of players that haven't had a lot of court time. You may see one little girl getting called for traveling, yet another girl on the same team gets away with three or four steps. This is just my reminder to you that the referee is not out to screw your kid or make them hate the game. For younger players, often the simple skills of dribbling and passing are very tough. 
I've often noticed referees offering some advice to young players or being a little bit more lenient on their calls, especially if the game is a blowout one way or another. Some parents can't stand this. They feel it's unfair and it's a black and white issue. Call it consistently every time, ref. My personal take is I just want little kids out there having fun. And I will promise you that these games mean much more to the parents than they do to a lot of the kids. But basketball, much like any other sports, is very streaky. A kid and a team may have 10 shots going in a row. They can hit from anywhere. And then something flips and they'll get ice cold and nothing seems to fall correctly. It's true of the game itself. It runs in streaks where one team will score 10 in a row and, or go on a 17-5 run, meaning they scored 17 and the opposition only scored 5. I think this happens to the refs too. Sometimes they get streaky. It's just part of the game. Okay, so you've got the dribbling down, the streaks, the fouls, and the turnovers. Let's get to some strategy. Okay, first thing to understand is that passing is a much better way to move the ball. I think it's an underutilized skill in youth basketball and something that gets very important the farther they get into the game. Some kids get really good at basketball before their friends. And just like any sport, there are coaches out there that simply give the ball to their best player and let that player do the majority of the work. This happens in soccer, football, hockey, and is incredibly obvious in basketball. Some kids just develop faster and have a feel for the game. Some kids practice a lot more because they love it. But the discrepancy between great players and very low ability players is obvious in nearly every single game at every single level. And they're all on the court at the same time. The thing that really levels out the playing field is the ability to pass. Keep the ball moving and look for better, higher percentage shots. If your own kid is still gun-shy with shooting the ball, make sure he understands that he can become the best passer and completely change the game. Basketball gets extremely exciting. My son once told me, holding a basketball is like holding lightning. Because of this, while in the action and chaos of playing the game, sometimes players' first thought is to shoot, even if it's not the best idea. It doesn't take the opposing team long to realize that certain players don't even have the ability to pass the ball because the game's just moving too fast for them. This leads to poor percentage shots. It's like a bad foul. I love kids to shoot. I don't care if they miss. Shoot it again, kid, but at least take good shots. Set your feet correctly. Move the right way. Don't just chuck it up there and hope. Understand that basketball is a unique sport and that the percentages don't lie. This is not a zero-error sport. You do not have to be perfect to excel. Even the million-dollar players in the NBA are making about half of their shots. So don't get upset if your kid misses a few shots. And make sure your kid understands to keep taking good shots. Keep shooting from your coach is a good lesson to hear. I often hear parents, when their kid misses a layup, lose it. Oh, you can't miss those shots. Well, you're going to miss some. That's just a part of the game. Make sure you correct the things and get back out there and do it again. My own kids are in a very unique part of their development with basketball. We also often talk about what plays allow for a higher percentage shot. Take this example. The best player on the team can dribble down the court and despite being guarded by three players can still put up a pretty decent shot. If they are really good, which often they are, the shot still may go in. Two points and the kid looks like a superstar. He just went through three people. But recall, there are only five players on a team. If three players guard the guy with the ball, that means at least two players are wide open. Not only wide open, they're not covered. 
If they know what they're doing, the player dribbling the ball down the court should be able to pass to an open player. The open player is going to have a much higher percentage shot. Basketball is very much about percentages. The analytics in this sport rule all. The rules for hoops are the same for 10-year-olds as for 30-year-olds. The strategies, the execution, stats, they're what changes. The players mature as they progress. Stats are kept for points, obviously, but key factors like assists, which are passes that turn into shots, turnovers, and rebounds, despite not scoring, are every bit as important in the outcome of the game as the ones that are recorded. Oftentimes, the most valuable player on the team is not the person that scores the most, but the player with the most rebounds and assists. There's a quote in basketball that goes back nearly 100 years. Buckets, which are points, win games, but rebounds win championships. One of the other huge mistakes I see, especially as kids are just starting to play the game, is that they get nervous. When they get the ball, they take one dribble and immediately stop. Now, as we talked about before, the only options when you stop are passing or shooting. Most of the time, however, they'll just get the ball stolen. One dribble and stop is probably the worst play in all of basketball. Newbies get this. There are different positions in basketball, just like in all sports. Only in hoops, they don't just all line up in regular places like softball and baseball. It's not like your third baseman's always hanging out there. Or in football, how a wide receiver's always outside. I think this gets kind of confusing for parents and fans new to the game. Basketball is very fluid, and it's moving, and each player needs to have the ability to shift and play anywhere despite having a named position. So let's talk about them. There typically are the kids that can dribble the ball better and get the ball down the court easier. They tend to be smaller, shiftier, quicker, and have better skills, better handles. These are the guards. There are also some taller, bigger kids, sometimes a little bit more physical, and these abilities tend to allow for more rebounds. They play down low, more towards the basket. They're often called posts. Sometimes there are kids that are crazy tall, so the coach may even play a true center. The center is the guy that kind of hangs out underneath the basket. And you're seeing this position change a lot. In basketball from a generation ago, every team had a setter. Now they play more with more posts and guards and an interchanging, more transition offense. The idea that basketball is only for tall kids, however, that's a terrible idea. Basketball is for everyone. True, as you move up the ladder into college and pros, especially in the men's game, height has an advantage. In the kids' game and even through high school, it's important, but it isn't as much of a factor as you'd think. Certain players are going to be better shooters, certain players are going to be better rebounders, and certain players are scrappers, stealing passes and making amazing passes. Each of these traits makes for a great basketball player, and that's why you'll see fans and coaches getting so excited when they see these traits in young players, despite there being a low score. Basketball also, you need to know, has its own persona. Anyone can play, as I said before, but there's a certain cool factor to hoops that really adds the game. Getting excited about big blocks, cool ankle breaker moves, and five passes for an easy basket when the ball never even touches the floor, that's what gives this game such a great flavor. It's cool, it's fun, it's loud, dynamic. Everyone contributes and because the game often comes down to the final seconds, there is no telling what play makes the game winning difference. A shot, a block, a stolen pass, a foul, Proper teamwork, a layup, a three-pointer can all impact the game. Nothing can be more exciting. 
You don't have to know me very well to understand I love sports. I think it's a microcosm of real life and teaches kids all kinds of fantastic lessons as well as provides great physical stimulation. That being said, I'm a coach and an athlete and I love to win as well. I think it's a good thing for kids to strive for, but take the wins in other categories than just the scoreboard if your team doesn't win. If your team got beat 40 to 10 and the next time the score is 25 to 15, that's a huge improvement. If the new kid that can't tie his shoes without falling off his chair makes his first basket, that's a win. Even in losses, wins can be had. Enjoy the sport. Cheer, ask, learn, and grab the ball and go and play with your kids. Enjoy hoops.